The young people are free to go in the back. The scripture today is from Luke 24, 13 to 26, the New King, King James Version. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem, and they talked of these things which had happened. So it was while they, con they were conversed in reason that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and were sad? Then there was one whose name was Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem and have not known the things which happened there in these days? He said to, them, to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. Now the chief priests and, and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But they're hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel indeed. Besides all of this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, the certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. Then he said to them, O oh, foolish ones, slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to, and to enter into his glory? This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Amen. The message for today is encountering the risen Christ. The Lord's been educating me for several, for several weeks on that topic. Very much so me. Being stern with me to make sure I get this right, and I'm just, I listened. Yesterday he got me out of bed at 7.30. I thought I might just lay there for a while, but it didn't happen. Because then I, I was trying to get out, and your foot hooks on the sheet, and you're going head first out of the bed. And I'm like, I'm up, Lord! And we have a plat I have a platform bed. It's like a yardstick high. <laughs> but encountering the risen Christ. The Lord is risen. He is, he is risen, risen indeed. indeed. Good job. Onward from Easter Sunday. You know, today is considered low Sunday. But now, you know, because there was disappointment after Easter, doubt and discouragement of the apostles. Jesus sought the two men on the road to Emmaus. Just as he seeks us. Jesus taught them the word of God on the road. He wanted them to depend on scripture now and to keep going even though they're discouraged. And he offered a challenge. He then opened their eyes and then they recognized him after he taught them. It fulfilled the prophecies. Now they believed in the resurrection. It was the Holy Spirit that had opened their eyes to scripture and now recognizing him after they were taught. They went back to Jerusalem to tell what they saw, the risen Savior. We are Easter people. 
We are given hope. Is our hearts, is our hearts set aflame? Jesus' res- resurrection changed our lives forever. The Holy Spirit from the Old Testament was revealed at Pentecost 50 days after Easter, yet it was concealed, the Holy Spirit was concealed and in the Old Testament at creation. We need to look for signs as we're living in the light of what we celebrated on Easter last Sunday. As we return to our daily lives, some went to the empty tomb. He isn't gone because Easter's over. He meets us daily on our road, road of life. He's still the conqueror of sin and death, but can we recognize his presence? We have to rest in his provision, return to his purposes, which is to make disciples. If we feel abandoned after Easter, we must then delve into his word, his stories, to know how he works even today. Our family had an exchange student from Poland some years back. Some of you may have experienced Alicia, but she was raised with a family that knew God and their lives had requirements. They had rules. Things went well. Then we got Zladmira from Bulgaria, and you might have some of you experienced Zladmira. She was like a street kid, but she was always seeking things like nirvana, uh, wanted to be oblivious to the now, seek rescue a different way, Buddhism, pure bliss that was unattainable in Hinduism, and liberation from worldly existence, rebirth, an everlasting life of the soul, and and even atheism. She was at that age of searching, though, high school, but without guidance. She looked up to that Jim Morrison, that lead rocker from The Doors, and he had died of a drug overdose. She constantly argued religion because she was now in a Christian home. We'd sent her to Leary Catholic with our daughter, where they could get religion classes daily. As I worked on finishing a CSU degree, another degree late at night in the early hours of the morning, I'd be at the dining room table and she'd get up and come downstairs to argue religion. Questioning Jesus, the stories, creation, Noah's Ark, Daniel in the lion's den. Finally, one night or early morning, I said, Mira, which is what the kids called her at Lear Catholic, our guy rose from the dead, how about yours? She studied a lot of history and admitted that, she, that, that, that that had not been denied in historical accounts. She never argued religion with me again. But she did so with the nun at, at Lear Catholic. And one time I bumped into the nun at the library and she gave me the dagger look. And I said, look, you have her in religion class. She's living with us. And she didn't, she didn't bother us anymore. On a daily basis, oof. My kids couldn't wait, our family couldn't wait till she got on the plane and went back to Bulgaria. But she was in our midst for a reason. We brought her to church. Jesus remained here for 40 days to demonstrate that he was alive before he ascended. They'd forgotten that he would return from, from the grave just as he promised. It was the greatest miracle of all times when he rose from the dead. They needed to remember all of his miracles. They lived with him. The food he'd provided at the wedding feast of Cana, his first miracle, his miracles of healing, and on and on. If you're watching The Chosen, as our Bible study group on Zoom is doing, it's phenomenal. It really makes it come alive. I'm loving it. I'm in in season three, midway. 
Miracles of healing and on and on. Jesus appeared to many groups of people. Now our assignment was to go and make disciples of all nations, even that girl from Bulgaria. Matthew 28:19. He still preached, loved, healed, and ascended with many witnesses seeing that, he, that it happened. The Bible has miracles, his sermons, important words in the letters. His resurrection is confirmed. His divinity is confirmed. According to Rick Marshall, who's a writer, editor, and historian that I discovered, two generations later, believers had multiplied, and they were not eyewitnesses. They had only heard the stories that were now getting written down. Few disputed that he rose from the dead. History couldn't. Number 40 appears 146 times in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. Noah, the wilderness, Moses on the mountain, Jonah and Nineveh, the days of Lent, 40 days between the resurrection and ascension. Jesus always sought the trouble, the hurting, and, and remember the story of the 90 and 9 in Luke 15, the one lost sheep he went out to, to seek. Behold, I, I stand at the door and knock. There's a painting of that. Remember the prodigal son. Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Whoever shall not perish but have eternal life. He was offering it to everybody that believed in him. He's looking for us, offering hope. When my mom was losing her battle with death and was in a nursing home in Parma, we'd gone on our planned family trip after so many visits to her, and we felt we couldn't do anymore. My sister was there, my other, two sisters, my brother. So we went on our planned family vacation. She, she was in a coma now. We, we always spoke to her, though, when we visited her. The siblings took over. We went to Orlando. It was Easter break. Sometimes we, we went to Orlando at Easter break. We pulled into Disney World. My husband's phone rang, and I already knew what had transpired because the night before, when I closed the book, I was reading about death and hospice nurses in the condo. I had experienced... an angel visit, peripherally, because I talked to Pastor Ralph about it. He said, oh, yeah. But the angel's message was, let the dead bury the dead. I was quite upset when we got on the plane and I was leaving and going away from my mother. I was quite upset. But I had an angel visit. Let the dead bury the dead. Your desires should be serving the Lord. Don't look for the dead among the living. We've got her. There was nothing I could do, but I knew it at 2 a.m. when I'd closed that book the night before, well, the wee hours before. And Larry thought I would just faint dead away or whatever, but I said, I know. You know, Mom indicated something. We went to the park. That day I felt her spirit with me the entire day. But she indicated, you know, you are, you're in the Magic Kingdom but I'm in the internal kingdom. I have a new body. I'm young again. You know, they shushed her. My mother could never keep a secret. But she was spiritually free now, and I knew it. There was joy. She didn't have to suffer anymore. My dad waited until his deathbed to claim Jesus as a savior. And my sister Terry was there. We lost my sister Terry recently, suddenly, to a heart attack. 
But Terry made sure Dad said the sinner's prayer and had accepted Jesus on his deathbed. She was there when I wasn't. That was a miracle, because he was a man with a hardened heart. He sent us four to parochial school, felt he did his duty. We got religion every day, but Dad, she wanted to make sure Dad would be there when, when my sister got there. There, there are angels all around us. They're heavenly messengers. I chose this one at Holy Cross Cemetery in Akron from the sexton who would give angels. They had a lot of them in the office. You can see that cross from the highway if you drive by in Akron. It's near East Waterloo Road. Big cross by the freeway. My parents were from Akron. I was born in Akron. The sexton said, choose an angel and tell me your angel story. He'd heard all of them. He said that to me, and I did. For he knew angels escorted the departed. We can get peace, the peace that passes understanding as promised. And my dad finally went beyond skepticism to belief from resentment to peace. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. We're just his tools. There are health scares, loss, insecurities, but Jesus offers refu refuge. He hugs us tightly where there is no understanding. The risen Savior walks with us through the dark hills. Remember Wuthering Heights. Ooh. We need to climb, but he's with us. He seeks us where we are, in our hurt and in our messes. He loves us still. He sees that we, what we haven't seen yet. Calvary would lead to Easter, then Pentecost. The Holy Spirit came to carry out what Jesus began. Prophets foretold, angels confirmed. The nails, the cross, the tomb is not the end, but the beginning of a new now. We go from hurt to hallelujahs. He sought the, second, the two on the road, caught and taught them on the road. He seeks us when we're saved and away from him. And when he, he blessed the bread and ate with them, there was sight and light, and he opened the scriptures to them. Many of these insights come from Adria Rogers that I got. She's uh, with Love Worth Finding Ministries in Memphis, Tennessee. She has broadcasting and podcasts. His form was changed. God distorted their vision. Holy Spirit did that. Showed them scripture, and now we have the word. The Holy Spirit has always been there since creation. The transition takes place because it was about two hours on that road to Jerusalem, so it was kind of like they got their own personal uh, Bible conference. The focus was not on Christ's physical appearance, but the first five books of the Bible, the Torah, the prophets from Genesis 1-1 to Deuteronomy, and then the prophets. He was showing them that which wasn't yet written down for them. There are 333 details in the Old Testament that prophesy Jesus. It was before him, his birth, his ministry, crucifixion, and resurrection. Only eight of those 333 were fulfilled. What are the odds of that being a chance? One in ten to the 17th power. That's like 17 zeros, like a needle in a haystack. Don Olson, a scholar, pointed that out to me. My son, 
picked for spring break, Fort Lauderdale. What are the odds of that? One in a thousand, rainfall 22 inches in seven hours, the airport was closed, flooded. They wanted to come back, so they took that rental car and just went to Atlanta and caught the flight they needed there. But there again, those odds that you'd pick that. Remember, according to the Bible, that grace is for the graceless. It offers eternal life. It saves us. It gives us continual access to God. It's the greatest free gift we have. It justifies us, God's gift of Jesus, the gift of God to all humanity, the, thr the throne of grace to receive mercy, God's presence in pain, grace is for the humble, relationship with one another, a gift of a new heart, not hardened, a gift of the Holy Spirit, how we receive the righteousness of God given to us frees us from the law to motivate us by that love that, that happened at Calvary. How God saved Noah, God blessed Jacob, was given through the Bible, healing grace, God shaping pres presence in times of trial, grace is changing grace, strength and weakness, the giving of promised land, God's presence in the wilderness, Grace even when we can't see it, the grace that called Paul, grace for good works, grace to work hard, grace given to Moses, the saving of Daniel, unconditional love to Peter, grace to the afflicted, grace gives us hope. A greeting, God's grace, grace to believe and to minister, grace in every good thing. Grace for no condemnation, grace for all our needs, Grace even to Nineveh and our enemies. God is given of all grace even in persecution. Grace in the life of Abraham. Grace for the broken. Grace for a broken church. Grace when it hurts. Unmerited grace. The second chance of Jonah, the third chance of Jonah. God's grace that comes through the life, death, resurrection of Christ is the central message of the Bible. Not limited at the cross, but the grace of the cross to all needed by all due to our sin. God made a way to know him through faith. Unmerited we are of his love. It is the good news that brings us joy. We need him in our life. Jesus' seed descended from Shem and the Shemites, the nation of Abraham, Jesse's house. Mary had to be a virgin from Bethlehem at a specific time. And then there was Jesus. Is that chance. The math can be done when the Messiah is to come, was to come, and it works out to be his entry into Jerusalem if they did the math, which one man did, I found. His ministry officially beginning, the Bible is not disputed, nor the prophecy of Daniel, or the reliability of the Bible. Even my foreign exchange student couldn't discount things, then she quit. Jesus points us to salvation. He beats death. He was the victor of the dark domain. That should be the headlines. For God is still on the throne. Jesus is the King and Lord, has a ministry of the redeemed. He demolished death. He's the first fruits of the resurrection, the last Adam, the second man, redeemed. And what motivation would there have been for them to lie about the resurrection? If, if he was still in the grave, but what, that was the development that he wasn't. 
It would have been a waste of time. They would perjure themselves. Were they willing to die for a lie? Witnesses lived 40 years or more afterward, the eyewitnesses. They never changed their story. They died smiling. I found that. Jesus rose from the dead and sealed the deed. Jesus rose from the dead. He rose from the dead indeed. Pastor was doing that big time. According to the scriptures in 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4, a divine revelation is that we will not all be dead when Jesus returns. It's a sacred secret, not revealed by the prophets nor, the, nor angels at the rapture, but catching up in transit. Cemeteries await with our bodies or dust. To be resurrected, the spirit justifies them in spirit. They're sanctified in that soul, that risen soul. Creation was supernatural. God made everything out of nothing. He can raise us out of something. A seed dies, it changes, it comes back to life, but it rots first. Butterflies come from that pupa and caterpillar to beauty. God can work with a body's individual particles. We have physically changed since birth. Barb and I were talking about that. We don't look the same like that baby anymore. Pastor Ralph would say he always told us he, he couldn't wait to get a new spiritual form after death because he had had a skin disease he was born with. DNA makes us individuals. The cell is God's blueprint. In the twinkling of an eye, 2022 years since the birth of Christ, the last day began at Pentecost. The last day began. Acts 1.11, remember the message of the angels. He may come at any moment. Paul said, be ready. It's our Christian mantra, should be. We should be living new in the light of victory. He's taken the pain out of parting, the gloom out of death, the strength out of sin, the sting out of death. He gives us hope. We are Easter people. Say it. We're Easter people. We're changed. The saints living will be raptured. Dead saints will be raised. The rapture will say, oh, death, where is thy sting? In 1 Corinthians 15, 15. Oh, grave, where is the victory over sin and death? We are to have stability, be steadfast. These days, everything seems to be coming apart. We are to occupy until he comes. Keep our heads above the clouds. Warn people of the wrath. Keep our feet on the ground. Win souls, have expectancy, serve Jesus who is the overcomer, have changed hearts, be faithful, live before it's too late. Do we know him personally? Look at all this work. Are we really serving him? Do we live daily? We can ask him into our life, so don't wait. He forgives daily, not just convicts. Claim him as Lord of our life. That's why we disaffiliated. It wasn't the smokescreen presented. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Remember the stone was rolled away. We sang the song. They recognized him at the table. He disappears, they rush back. It is with God's heart that we encounter Jesus and come close to God. We see by uncovering something unknown. It's, it's inner vision, knowing. It's inner eyes, it's senses, experiences, discovery, an epiphany moment. Aha, we've all had some of those. Dreams, visions, and the use of a metaphor, one thing meaning another. Get to know them in the scriptures, so why do we doubt? 
Look at my hands and feet, he said. Touch and see, Thomas. A ghost does not have flesh and bones. As you see, I have in John 15, 17. He warned of his departure. We see, we see clearly it's the Holy Spirit that revealed Jesus to us. John 15, 26. In Deuteronomy 4, 29. If you seek the Lord your God, you will find him. If you seek him with all your soul, he will indeed be revealed. We must yearn and discern to find him. We have an open invitation from confusion to despair to light and hope. It's our aim. He walks with us, gently guides, bit by bit until we see his fullness and glorious presence. We should hunger to see him. Our destination is not an earthly one. We're just passing through. That's why we feel uncomfortable here many times. Petrina Kent from Christianity.com, she's a Christian artist. I looked at some of her paintings. She said, remember again that we are Easter people. Say it. We have hope. Jesus changed everything. He is who he said he was, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Number one, the tomb is empty. Number two, the stone is rolled away. Our obstacles are gone in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please stand for the sending hymn.